Welcome to the FNRAD Snowboarding Podcast. I'm Eric Trollson, and this is episode 14. Yeah, I didn't start even riding until I was 65 years old. The first board I rode was this plastic Sims Lonnie Toft with a skate deck. Snowboarding is exactly the same as it used to be. It's just, you know, everybody wants something from it. I don't know if I can endure any more shitty winters. We're going to be okay, you know, and that's all that matters. You can put it away for a while, but you can't put it away forever because it's just almost like a spiritual thing. Before the interview this week, I want to take a second to thank Jason Borgstead for his comments on the Terrier episode. And thanks to everyone who listens to this. You're seriously the reason we do this. This week's interview takes place in the Mount Baker Lower parking lot, where we spotted two 90s pro snowboarders. Dan Donnelly, who was the OG pro rider for K2, grew up racing BMX in Mount Vernon, Washington, with his childhood best friend Craig Kelly and Rob Morrow, who founded Morrow Snowboards in 89 with his cousin Neil. Morrow Snowboards introduced tons of innovations like spoon nose and tailboards, deep side cuts, and composite cores that rode amazingly. The Morrow team in the early 90s was impressive, and Rob himself landed two Transworld snowboarding cover shots in 1992. Next week, we'll have a full interview with Mike Ranquit. But in the meantime, here's a quick conversation with two of snowboarding's legends in the Mount Baker parking lot. All, all the regular categories ran yesterday and today. Yeah. Correct? True. And so tomorrow is, yeah, tomorrow legends. is legends. But it's also, like, if you're in legends, you can also be in the pro masters, but your qualifiers are tomorrow. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you have a qual- you have a real small qualifier. If you're just, like, pro yeah. masters. Right. Like, I think yesterday and today, they just take, like, minimal people. Well, we'll just see my time. I'm going mid-masters legends, but if I can get a time in there, I'll say, I want to race pro masters, Mid- too. Mid-masters? Hell, yeah. I'm fucking 48. Well, How old are you? 46. <laughs> what? Maybe I should be switching. Buttons. Why aren't you? I stopped racing pro masters, like, two years ago. I was like, fuck that. I, I haven't got... been good since the 90s. Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, fucking... Not uh, Marcel does killer Dolak, but uh, uh, Mark Fawcett will come down and fucking smoke Pro Masters and can still Sweep get a it. top ten pro time. Well, of course, that son yeah. of a bitch. Well, yeah, and fucking. Uh, There's a lot of guys. Um, I'm like fucking two years away. If we were fifty, we'd really smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're almost fifty. Shit, you're right behind me. Two hey, years. You You'll take that two years, I'll won't two you? Years, yeah. Two years is like this. You got two years without me, then I'll come in your Fire away. <laughs> All right, I love boys. this guy. Yeah, these guys, I'm, I'm here in the parking lot, Mount Baker, Bank Slalom, with two of the fucking legends of legends, Dano, Rob Morrow. So you guys are just talking about racing. What 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 categories are you in right now? Um, I'm going to race mid-masters this year because uh, assholes like Rob Morrow, so and Mark Fawcett and Marcel, all those pro master guys, you know, I mean, I'm going to say you know, I'm 48, getting closer to 50, so mid-masters is good enough for me. Yeah, it's kind of more of a class reunion, right? You still want to do good, but <laughs> yeah. this guy's always still, been you still smoking want the, fast. You still want the jacket, right? Yeah, I still want a jacket or, or some duct, duct tape. tape. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. If I can just have a beer and see my old homies, that's even, it's good enough. Yeah. What sort was the of. first year? Were you guys both in the first year? 85? No. You know what? Were you? I broke my ankle the day before '85 oh, up in the hotel. Second. I was in the second year. But second we, year. but we, you went to '85 Worlds, didn't you? Yeah. You Soda were, Springs. Yeah. So then I, I healed up and went to '85 Worlds and Soda Springs, and that's but, but yeah, but we've been racing together this race since the beginning of time. I love much. that. At first, I thought Rob, he was so quiet when he first came up here. He was like a dick. 
but he's really the, the greatest guy ever, and he was hella fast. But he, he put his tunes on back. He probably had an Astro deck out to here or something yeah. back then. A big like yeah, I had a, a record player. Yeah, <laughs> he was spinning vinyl while he was going down the down the bank slalom at hundred miles an hour. This guy was like yeah. a rocket ship. He was like, the fuck is this well, guy from Oregon? That's just funny. Back in the day, when I, like the half life contest and stuff, I always wanted to play a certain song and I would and you know we were, you had freaking tape players and I'd be at the top and I'd get all screwed up or whatever <laughs> and I'd be they'd be like okay Rob Morrow drop in and I'm like I'm like rewinding I can't get it to the spot and they're like okay uh, and you have to rewind this freaking thing you can't just flip through it like yeah. you can nowadays but yeah without the, the music it the just problems that we had yeah. the problems Rob <laughs> had getting this tune on right that's pretty early on having tunage back then they That's actually dope. had these uh, <laughs> the whole time Remember those Astro oh, decks? Where music, yeah. If you had a Walkman by then. It was tape, cassette. Yeah, yeah, no. Cassette tapes, yeah. See, I have kids now, so I don't, I don't get to listen to music when I snowboard. That's so. it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm with them, and I'm, you know. You know, a couple like, of people have mentioned you in their episodes. Wendell, Tim. Oh, yeah? Tim, uh, like, and Kurt Heine mentioned, like, that how Hood was when there was nobody there. Yeah, now there's three million people there well, in the summers. That's, I was, I was riding with Josh Dirksen this morning, and he was... I was riding this old 89 half pipe. Sick. And uh, he's just like, wow. He's like, yeah, why don't you just pull out like your old blaze or like your first board or whatever. And I was like, I was like, because this, this was the, these were the days. This, yeah. this was the day, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, more, uh, the day making boards was awesome, but like these days, the Sims FE and right. the half pipe, I mean, those were. What was your first, first board? My first board was, uh, it was a Burton. And then I and then I same year I got a Sims FE. That was nice. a big jump. Thank, that, thank we, God. I mean, it was a yeah. lot of people have said that. Well, we had the Burton. Jeff had Sucks. four rentals at his shop, and I would get the last one because Craig and Jeff would all get the best ones, and they get the performer, <laughs> and I'd get the fucking powder gun, which was longer, yeah. with a shittier rear binding, just the rubber band yeah. back then. The but round tail. Yeah, and then no, round not round tail. It was swallow, just a short swallow. swallow right, they were all swallow, and they were the tr- they were the experimental series back then. But then they have like a green strap on it or something. It had a green strap or a tan strap, and mine was actually oh, yeah. a regular wood color. Theirs were blue, and then we all upgraded and got Burton Performer experimental models that were blue with half water ski binding, and we'd bungee ourselves in and makeshift shit. But then, like Rob said, when we made the jump to we all got 1500 FEs, FEs in like 83 or something right around then and then that was like pivotal that's when in, in the bindings were better and we figured out buckles and we got Sorrells with started slipping ski boot liners in the Sorrells and the, yeah. you know duct tape them up and then of course lots of duct tape we, we, we were lucky because we had some uh, some pioneers that were doing stuff down at the bike factory and Eric Gallison started laying those edges put metal edges in and p-tex when we didn't on have the that. early sims on board. the early sims model he actually had the job tom sims came up here and saw that and goes what the fuck so he had to ship all his boards up to washington to get metal edges put on and then ship back down well, he had the black on the you side. could see exactly. the little side yeah. stripes yeah, yeah. And that was eric I, I never noticed that, before. that. Yeah. yeah so then of course cool. then everybody figured it out and but but that was really pivotal because they're screwed in yeah we took our fins off and then we were able to carve. Well, I wouldn't deal. say you carve yet, but we were able to glide through flats and go anywhere on the mountain and carry speed. So that so, was a big game changer. Plus, it's the 1500 FE was just a powder ripper. Who did you ride for before you started Moro? Sims. Sims. Yeah, so every, like almost we all every Sims, single person was on Sims. Yep. 
Like very few Easties that were Burton only. Only the Easties. We were all all West Coast guys were Sims. Yeah. All of us from here to Oregon to California were primarily anybody Sims. that was freestyle. Right. Was Sims because the that was the board. I mean, that board, those boards just were like they rocked. Yeah. They and ripped. The, the Burton was just such a pain in the ass. I mean, I those are they're so collectible. Those old Burtons. I mean, yeah. they'll. They're so expensive to collect them, and yeah. and I, you know, I just, I've just always had a bad taste in my mouth because I just, I just hated that board. I mean, I loved it, but after I got the Sims, I just hated it because <laughs> I was like, I was so in love with my it's a Sims. Huge game changer. It's, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is because it was just the early days, and I mean, obviously everybody made everybody made leaps and bounds, and then all of a sudden Bert would get a little ahead of Sims, and Sims yeah. would get a little Burton, and yeah. then all the other players came in, and everybody started making their own boards. Yeah, that twin tip from Barfoot was a bit of a, if you got on it, right? Like, a lot of you know, guys the, that like that love 85 that. World Championships, remember those prop boards? Like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Prop, I mean, there was yeah. flight, shit. There was a lot uh, of boards. Props, no tech. That never yeah. made it through. Uh, was Winter Stick ever a player? They were always Utah We never saw and many Powell Winter Sticks stuff, right? in, the, in the day we knew of them. They were so... Specialized, Specialized powder. and then they tried to and kind of Utah come in. pow, not like pow like today. You couldn't really even ride them; they just yeah. snap. And you probably could have, but it's we were having to ride everything, you know. So you couldn't yeah. just be have a board that couldn't go out of the pow and run the groomer. You had to have a board that did everything. And still to that day, I. But do you, but do you want that board in your collection? Oh my God, yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. You want that performer yeah. in yeah. your collection? Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like yeah. I mean, I wish I never would have. At those days, you know, we were broke young and living on crackers and ketchup in the lodge so you kicked your board down to your buddy and sold it for next to nothing so you could get your next board i wish i would have saved all my boards i should i don't have anything but a couple of pro models that i have left yeah and i, I really wish i had my old boards how much how much input do you have into that thing to the ecstasy oh is that all lot, you i had a lot that, of input yeah yeah had, and yeah. did craig help you out like you guys uh, were well, really we rode really together tight. you know and we were thinking similar we ride, yeah. we rode together we were alike riders because we grew up riding together all our lives so yep. um yeah i mean it was total input it was great the only input that they would not listen to um was they would not listen to i said wood core inserts wood core inserts hi josh Wood core inserts, and they <clears throat> nope. We're gonna do fiberglass with a torsion box wrap because that's what we've done on the VO skis for the Mare Brothers, and it's killer. And we're gonna put a plate in there, and we're gonna drill in, and fuck everybody just tore out them. Great board, great yeah. side cut flex, and everything. Still else. ride awesome now. That <laughs> you, was, you that was almost like have to a next generation board. Yeah, right? yeah. It was, it was a sick <clears throat> board. If they just would have put wood core and some inserts in it, it would have been a player. Uh, remember for a long the time. sizes on it too. I remember it was long, like yeah, for, a fifty-six, for the, but that was. Yeah, 56 and long for the day. We built torsion boxes the whole freaking time. Remember that? I built torsion boxes. That's what we built the whole freaking 10 years. Of Dude, you've got longitudinal flex, but you got <clears throat> torsional rigidity to carve. It good, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a challenge, though. I mean, building wood boards would have been so much easier. I worked, I worked for K2 when they bought Moro, and we got some warranty stuff back that was actual real Moro stuff. Yeah. And that was, you know, like, I don't know, stripped insert or something. I, I rode that the whole time. I was there. <laughs> yeah. was the best boards. They rode so good. That Todd Richards. They were, they were better than the K2 boards. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? The I K2 shouldn't K2 boards that, were kind of yeah. lumpy, bumpy. They yeah. had a lot of, the cores were fucked up. You know what? Yeah. I was there when the guy who they put in charge of brand manager for Moro was, he was Greg. agonizing over, do we go... High end, awesome, or do we go price point? Price point, shitty. shitty. I was like, please, awesome, please keep it awesome, stay awesome. And they, well, just, we, you know, everybody's got their growing pains. Point. And we had the same thing when I was riding for GNU when we did our joint venture with K2 and I left 
under their blessings because I love those guys, but we had that first year is when all those anti-gravities were bricks. They went to the foam core thing too, remember? We all did. And they had those, remember those? We were testing them at Hood. Those anti-gravities were fucking, you couldn't even flex them. Yeah. They were yeah. bricks. Murray has were, one up in Canada. Jackson, though, I, no, I don't think I don't so. Think it was before like, that. Okay. It's first generation. They were full wood core, and then they did the rim injection during this the... This was, I think they were foam the core. Foam I think they were, they were well, doing, that is rim, right? They were like doing this some reaction the, injection molding yeah. where they have like a sliver of wood in the middle and the, or, or none and or then just they, just... they might put, yeah, they might put stuff in it. They just put stuff in it. it's just mostly just a harder foam, yeah, like yeah. high-density foam core. High I, I could foam. be wrong, but it was at the time that we were doing a collab with K2. They were sharing knowledge and we were testing in the summer at Hood and... and That's they, incredible. Yeah. That's a, That would have been a rad collab. Yeah, it, it was It was happening. <laughs> right, K2 and, and Mike and Pete. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was Mike and Pete at the time dealing with K2. Al Davignon was the engineer behind K2 at the time. And I saw that yeah, ski Mike weaver. On, Mike on his own, though, is just the cool thing. He's, he's, rad. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> he's I, would, the best. I, I would hate to have him in a... Right. Uh, he needs in to a be, group setting, you know, it's it would just he's just so he needs to be free. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> he can't be. He cannot be corralled. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. And so is Pete. Sorry, I say over and over. I think that they're responsible for an awful lot of shit. Like yeah. he was physically taking a rope and a pencil and measuring out the side cuts and goes, oh, you know what? With an eight meter rope, it yeah. seems to be pretty good. And they tried six and they tried yeah. twelve and they tried, you know, they. Well, he's a mad scientist, you know. So he just, you know, he just has ideas coming out of his head constantly and that wavy so. side cut stuff have you guys tried the oh, yeah, magnet traction <laughs> i'm not a big fun. fan uh, i love it it's cool it, i mean every it's you know the first magnet yeah. traction they had was a little overkill and the, yeah. the, the latest is, is uh, better what board are you guys riding now i'm riding a burton currently i got some prototype from dave downing that jg made for next year and it's uh super sick it's cambered tapered and it floats like a butterfly and stings mm, like a bee sick. how about you rob you're riding that sims well, I'm riding a Sims half pipe, but I have yeah. a uh, like a '98 Blaze. Nice. That's I've been riding this whole time. I love that, dude. <laughs> it's That's over, incredible. Yeah. It's a good, great board. Actually, I have a. I found it. A rail, an old rail. <laughs> yeah. It's rad. <laughs> Still good. It's all fun. That's funny. Thirty fours. Right on. We'll take you guys. Yeah, you bet. You guys have to come down. rad shoutouts to Dan Donnelly and Rob Moore. Thanks to Evan Camp for the music in this episode. Why don't you go subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review if you like the show. And come back next week for the Mike Rankwood episode. F and Rad Snowboarding Podcast is brought to you by BR Productions.